pulse rifles and plasma grenades after action report. All right, we're going to do a little bit of a experimental recording here tonight. Um, actually doing this on my phone with a with a new interview mic that I picked up on Amazon for a couple of bucks. Let's see how it goes. So here we are with the after action for Star Trek The Next Generation Redemption. All right, this arc is really known as the Klingon Civil War. Don't actually see a lot of Federation participation until the end. So our friendly composition is the House of Gowron, of course led by Gowron, who is supported by Worf and Kern. Kern, interesting point, was played by a great actor. Excuse me, General, but what about the fucking money? Uh, House of Mog, of course, was where Worf and Kern are both from. And then we have a few fleets of Klingon warbirds and cruisers. We also had the Federation Interdiction Fleet, which was led by Captain Picard, and 23 ships that created a tachyon net. Again, we didn't see them until the end of the Civil War, but this wasn't a very long Civil War. It only lasted a few weeks. The enemy composition was the Klingon Rebels, led by House Duras, or Duras, with Lursa and Bator, also known as the Klingon Cleavage Sisters. They had a few fleets of Klingon warbirds and cruisers as well. Apparently, they outnumbered the House of Galron, mostly because a lot of Klingons chose not to take sides, which I find amusing. I think they were just kind of sitting back and waiting to see who was winning before jumping in, which actually doesn't seem very Klingon. And they were also supported by the Romulan Star Empire, led by Sila, who was Tasha Yar's daughter from the alternate Enterprise-C timeline. Uh, they do touch on that during this arc. Movar, and an undisclosed number of Romulan warbirds, we can assume less than 20 or so. So in Season 4, we had this Klingon Civil War kicked off by an age-old gripe and problems tied to Kittimer and the Romulan incursions and who was actually supporting the Romulans. Uh, earlier on in the show, we find out that Worf's father was blamed for it, but really didn't do anything about it. It uh, really had nothing to do with it instead. Um, but they wanted to cover up the ruling house that had more power and was actually involved with the traitorous activities. Uh, so again, we see these ties through history where things kind of have a uh, slow trickle effect that kind of build up to this river of problems, uh, which does happen even in our own history. Uh, Picard is asked to swing in and support the succession of Gowron as the rightful head of the Klingon ruling council. Uh, this provides legitimacy to the Klingon Empire and shows uh, tight bonds for the Klingon and Federation. Uh, things do break apart, though, when the Tiddy Twins show up and try to plant a kid on the Council as the heir to Duras. There's a huge split and the Civil War breaks out. Now, while there is some action, most of this arc is actually political in nature, uh, but I feel it was interesting enough to cover as an after-action. Because politics is just war, or war is just politics through other means. With Picard and Federation largely sitting out as this is an internal Klingon affair, um, most of the engagement is actually Klingon versus Klingon with some very ham-fisted tactics, except when it comes to Worf and his brother. It is a time to celebrate the tomorrow you all may die. Both, you see Worf's Starfleet training kind of come into play, and he's a little more tactical about how things approached. I really do love seeing classic warbirds slugging it out, but uh, I'd like to see like a new Federation-enhanced warbird. Opinion, Mr. Silver. Think on bird appraiser. Uh, 
Captain Kern, Worf's brother, does some nifty tricks with the solar flaring nukes to warships. That was an interesting tactic. Uh, the bulk of the Klingon fleet, like I said, didn't really choose sides. Uh, Gowron was seriously outnumbered by Duras. Uh, the Duras had at least seven squadrons and had amassed a quote-unquote large fleet. Uh, over the next two or three weeks, Gowron's forces suffered a couple of major defeats. It really does seem like Gowron's getting his ass handed to him. Now, the Federation uncovers the plot to involve the Romulans. And this is where Picard, acting almost more like an admiral, comes into play and Starfleet gets involved. Not directly. They create this interdiction fleet using a sensor web blockade to keep the Romulans at bay. I don't know how the Romulans couldn't have just, you know, gone around it. But apparently this web was blocking a critical passage that the Romulans needed to cross. And they could detect the ships coming in. Interesting. Space operates in three dimensions. The sensor web was a large area, but one would think they could have just gone around it. They knew where it was, but whatever, we'll buy into it for the purposes of the story. Uh, Picard actually tells Gowron to launch an assault in order to draw the Romulans out, proving their support of the Duras sisters. There's some back and forth going on at the exact point where this blockade takes place. The Romulans pull some nasty tricks, force the Federation to pull back. Data outthinks them and actually ends up being the one to figure out how to detect them. He suffers a lot of hostility from other Federation officers who are just like, screw this artificial life form. I'm not buying into this guy. And Data handles it appropriately, I believe, I feel, and just plows right through this guy and proves that he is a capable officer. Action speaking louder than words and whatnot. And he refuses to let this guy walk all over him. All right, so they detect the Romulans. The Romulans have to, you know, bail on the Duras sisters. The Duras sisters lose. We kind of knew where this was going. Uh, unless they really wanted to drag this out across the season. Uh, Star Trek's one of those things where they do these kind of serious arcs, but then they'll pull back their punches so they don't have to really drag the consequences out very long, uh, other than the Borg. So it kind of really brings to question why the Klingons didn't retaliate against the Romulans for attempting to install a puppet government. However, it's not difficult to assume they were still licking their wounds from the Civil War or pressured by the Federation to avoid spurring an all-out galactic war that the Federation, still weak from said Borg incursion, could not support or handle. Interesting episode. Again, not super heavy. I mean, it was heavier than most episodes on action and space battles, but not really the major epic sweeping battles I'd love to see. Um... But good episode nonetheless. Pulse rifles and plasma grenades after action report.